I have been wanting to have someone on this podcast to talk about organization and decluttering for quite some time, and I finally have her. Today's guest is Ashley Heinzman from The Life Less Cluttered. I think anytime we're talking about raising our strong families, making sure we keep them Christ-centered in today's world, you know, we've got to know our why, and we also have to know our limiting beliefs and take an evaluation of what's actually going on in our lives. And I know you are a lot like me in the sense that you run, run, run all day. You're very busy. When you have the time to hang out with your kids, you want to. That leaves all the mess and all that mess also brings a lot of chaos and just distraction and quite honestly, frustrations, right? So I wanted to bring Ashley on here because I want us all walking away from this episode and I'm telling you, you will because I did after my interview with Ashley, but I want you all to leave feeling first of all, normal, normal that it's okay to feel like you don't have it all together in the area of organization and clutter. That is fine. She talks about not being perfect, but really just looking for improvement. And I think we can all do that. I also want you to walk away with a couple tools you can use right now to feel like you're getting these little wins in this area. And I want you to walk away feeling like you have more of a plan to eliminate this distraction so that you really can Focus on what matters in those goals of building that family that you're striving for, that you keep working on day in, day out, all the time, that you are so proud of. I know you're just going to love this episode. Ashley Heinzman is the founder and owner of The Life Less Cluttered. She is a professional organizer who specializes in helping individuals and families find peace in their homes. She works one-on-one in a collaborative effort with clients to find organizational solutions that fit your specific needs. As a wife to Jason and mom to Henry, age 10, and Nash, age 7, Ashley knows how hectic life can be and is on a mission to help others increase happiness in their lives by removing the things that don't bring joy and making more space for the things that do. That sounds amazing. And also a little fun fact about Ashley, she has 10 siblings, eight sisters, and two brothers, all of which live in Western Kentucky where she grew up. Come along, friend. Let's grow. Welcome to families that stick together to step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted, turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome, friend, with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. Now, 
Now my mom, her favorite invention when we were little was the car potty. Jennifer Zumbio. I know Advent and Christmas are a few weeks back at this point, but I received this message and wanted to share it with you guys. Just wanted to say we are enjoying our Together for Advent, possibly, in parentheses, definitely the longest we've ever stuck with any such thing with the kids. It's been a great way to sneak in a conversation about God's love and the real point of Christmas every day. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you for passing this on to me. I sit there during Advent with you guys wondering who's doing this, how this is impacting your family, if you're even able to keep up with the stickers, if your little ones are engaging. So thank you for passing this on. Anytime you have a review or a comment, please DM me, leave it as a podcast review. That's an excellent way for me to see it, find it, read it on the air. You can also leave it as a Facebook review or email me. If you missed Together for Advent or if you got it, know that we have Together for Easter coming up. Those are available to order as well online, and those begin on Ash Wednesday. They they go every Sunday up till Holy Week, and then during Holy Week, you get to have a sticker every day, and you are filling in the path to the empty tomb of Jesus. It's a really special way to talk about Lent to know what it's about and to prepare yourself for our risen Lord. It's really super special. Go to togethermoments.com and you can order it there. Welcome to the podcast, Ashley. I am so excited to have you on Families That Stick Together. You are going to bring so much amazing advice and encouragement to so many of our listeners out there. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm a fan of the podcast, so it feels really cool to be on here. Ah, well, we are glad that you were able to make time to record this and share with everybody. So first, Ashley, tell us about yourself and how you got started with an organizing business. What experiences have you had in your life that influenced this passion in you? You know, some of my earliest memories were organizing my mom's coupons which is a very weird hobby for a little girl. But we we grew up in a small house. I have 10 siblings. And I remember just any little bit of space that I had that was mine, which was not much, was super tidy, super organized. And like, that was my safe space. And so um, I think maybe it was just born to, to like that. But As I got older um, and had kids, I had accumulated quite a bit more. I used to shop for sport. You know, you go to Target on Saturday mornings and come home with a bunch of stuff. And I found that working full time, my husband traveling, having two little kids that I couldn't keep up with my house. And so at some point I just broke and I just said enough, I can't deal with this anymore. So I started decluttering and then started reading all the decluttering books, Marie Kondo, Decluttering at the Speed of Life, like all those books. And it became a passion of mine then, the decluttering, not just the organizing. And then, of course, I started telling friends about it and they started asking me to come help them. So I started doing that. And I started to see that the benefit wasn't just being able to tidy up faster. It was also that my kids could help out and my kids were playing with their toys more because they could actually see them. And we were all just happier because we had more time together that wasn't spent stressed out. 
Eventually, I stumbled upon NAPO online, which is the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals, and saw that there were people doing this as a career. And I didn't think twice about it. I said, I texted my husband and said, I'm going to do this. And he said, yeah, absolutely, you should. And I quit my job three months later, started my business and haven't looked back. That's awesome. I love that you were first organizing your mom's coupons. That's so cute. I can remember my mom's coupons as a little girl as well. So that made me laugh. Okay. You said that you couldn't take it anymore with all the clutter around your house. And, and that's what you started with before the organizing. So tell me what kind of tipped you over. And because I think I'm listening to you as moms, we go through seasons of that. My, my kids range, as you know, from 14 to six. And so we, I have gone through so many seasons of the cluttery mess in different areas. How old were your kids at that time and what pushed you over? Tell us kind of that process because we've all been there. I'd love to relate to what you are talking about. Yeah. My kids at the time were two and five maybe. And I just felt like I was spending my evenings after coming home from a long day of work and having to pick up, you know, all the toys that they would get out. You know, I would focus on getting them fed and get getting them in bed. And then at the end of the night, I hadn't eaten. I would eat some goldfish and clean up as much as I could because I do have a low threshold for clutter. I do, you know, a lot of things around me really overwhelm me. And so I just felt like there was no peaceful space in my house. It just felt like every surface was covered with stuff. And so similar to when a lot of my clients call me, they just can't stay on top of it. There's not enough hours in the day to take care of their family, work a job and keep a tidy house. It's just not possible. That just spoke to me when you said there was no, no peaceful space. I think that is probably the root of why the clutter frustrates us so much. You, you also said something that stuck out to me. You said when the kids could see where everything was, they played more. They actually got into their toys more and had more fun. And I've said that on here before. I think, you know, when you hustle around and you clean the house for the birthday party that's happening or the gathering that you're having at home with guests coming in, when you walk down and you see everything so clean, it makes you automatically like, you know, gather your own family together and say, Hey, let's sit down and play a game together or let's do this because it just feels so peaceful in that moment. Yeah, that is how I feel now. I mean, it's been a journey over the years, but you know, my kids, you know, another benefit I didn't realize when I started on all this journey is my kids now know where everything is. They can clean up an entire like destroyed basement of toys in less than four minutes. I use a timer on them all the time just to like beat the timer and they love it. Um, and so I don't ever have to clean up and they can do it. And that leaves us so much more time for me to cook dinner and for all of us to sit down together. And then after dinner, you know, we've got a few dishes to put away, but there's no rush to clean up. Everybody knows where their stuff is for school the next day. You know, there's none of that added, try to catch up before the next day. So you can really enjoy your evenings. Here's what I want you to do for us, Ashley. Give us your advice for the mom who thinks she's too far gone 
in ever having organizational systems that work, tell her she really can start new habits that do actually work for this. You know, I have worked with clients of all different ages. I've worked with kids and I've worked with people um, that are in their 60s and 70s. And no one is ever too far gone. Um, A lot of the people I work with have felt unorganized their entire lives. And so we start out with one area. We tackle one area, come up with better systems, do some decluttering. And you know what I have found is that it snowballs. So they can now apply what they've learned from organizing one area into another area of their home. And then from there, they can do their entire house. So they can just say, you know what, these are the two er two or three areas of my house that are peaceful and I can relax in and I'm okay with that. You know, we're not looking for perfection. We're just looking for improvement. So there's absolutely hope for everyone but you just have to change that mind frame that you don't have to be Marie Kondo. You just have to make things a little better and easier on yourself. I think that's really good advice. It makes me think of, you know, our house. We definitely have places that are always going to look a little more destroyed than the other just on any given day. Right. But I I really try to keep a couple places always feeling peaceful, which is our family room. And our, our kitchen. I, I want it to be clear. Our cl- counters certainly get cluttered up. You know, if we're running out late, they may stay cluttered for two days, which feels like too much. But for us, picking those two few peaceful places <laughs> feels really good. And so I like how you said it, we're not looking for perfection, but improvement. Yeah. uh, People kind of get in their own way whenever they try to be perfect all the time. And I think they, they feel a little better when I assure them that my house is not tidy and perfect 24 seven. And sometimes I take pictures of my space when they're messy and we'll text it to clients and say, Hey, this is me. It's okay. We're none of us are perfect. Okay. Since we agree that there are going to be places that do stay a little bit messy. We can't always stay perfectly on top of. Tell us the top three areas you would tell a busy family they really should have organized to increase happiness or peacefulness in their home. So the top areas, now keep in mind, these are dynamic areas. So lots of things coming in and out, but it is still really important to have some sort of system so that you can get them tidied up within just a few minutes. Number one is going to be your kitchen table. That's probably going to be an area where things are going to get dumped. And so you're going to have to find homes around your house for the things that might end up there. But if you can find a way that you can do a five minute tidy and clean it off so that you can do homework so that you can have dinners, that's going to make you feel a lot better. Because at the end of the night, if the rest of your house is a mess, but you've got a beautiful kitchen table that's cleared off and ready for breakfast, you're going to feel good. Second area would be your closet um, or wherever you keep your clothes, because that can eat up a lot of time in your day as you're doing laundry or finding an outfit for tomorrow. So that would be another area that I would say is a priority to work on. And then third would be wherever in your house you spend the most time to relax and decompress. So that could be a living room. That could be a bedroom. For us, it's our basement living area. That's where we hang out at the end of the night. So that area needs to say, cozy and clean and tidy. Those are, those are great places. And 
one thing that helps us with our kitchen table, I don't know if there's any like proof in this or whatever, but when we got a tablecloth for our kitchen table, it almost immediately made us not leave anything on there because we just wanted to see how pretty it was. That is a fantastic strategy. And if that works for your family, I say keep the tablecloth. Just always keep the tablecloth on there. You can do seasonal ones. We have one um, from a girl. Her company is Through the Sea, and it's a wipeable one. It's so, it's beautiful. She actually used to design for Tommy Bahama. And so it's floral. It's really pretty. Okay. We always talk about small moments on together, how they can be used for so much amazing connection. All of us moms know those small moments can be used for really good efficiency tasks too. So tell us some awesome suggestions for how we can use a spare five or 10 minutes here and there to declutter something and feel like we get a quick victory. So I always tell people a little progress each day adds up to big results. And it's those five to 10 minute um, tasks that you do that's going to help you maintain your space. That's my hands down best tip for maintaining organization. So some easy five minutes um, task that you can do. I always think cleaning out your mail is one that works really well. Cleaning out your purse, um, organizing a junk drawer. And then my all-time favorite, and this is going to help you long-term, is called the Pick 10 Game. And this is where you go around your house and just find 10 items that you can add to your donate bin. And this helps you feel like you have really done something to further along your decluttering phase of your house, but it's not going to take a ton of time. And it just feels good. Your house instantly loses weight when you do that. Thanks for that. Those are really great ideas. As we talk in this episode about decluttering in organization and feeling more peace in our home, we can't omit the fact that our family dinner table is the greatest catalyst in our home to come together and feel at peace and feel like we're stepping away from all the distractions. What better way to make that small time together count than to use together for family dinner or placemats together together. These are all full of stickers and prompts and activities and wonderful things you can do with your family that just make you get past the surface, dig deeper, grow in those small moments and really connect and go towards what you want in your family values. You can order the stickers that we're talking about today with Ashley and all of our products at togethermoments.com. Okay, Ashley, your Together sticker question comes from both Together for Family Dinner and it's found in our placemats Together Together. Your sticker says, what today made you say God did that? So at the time of recording this, the tornadoes in Western Kentucky just happened last week. And because I'm from Western Kentucky, it just hit really close to home. So I had reached out to family and friends in our community and just said, I would be happy to drive items down to Western Kentucky. Um, if anyone has anything they'd like to donate. And my garage is completely full of items that people have donated and um, they're continuing to come in. So 
Yeah, I, I think that is definitely a sign that God is watching out for us. And um, and yeah, and that will be put to good use. So it just it's given me all the feels this morning. Oh, that's amazing. That gives me all the feels too, just watching you speak about that. I can just feel the love and absolutely God did that. Absolutely. So what does a typical meeting with you look like, Ashley, when you meet with a client and you hope to bring her transformation? What does that initial meeting look like? And also I'll say for our listener, you can do this virtually and for people that live local near you or virtually, just so they know. Yeah, absolutely. When I first work with someone, we'll do a consultation, which there's no charge for that. And I go through the space with you and see what's working, what's not working. Usually people will find a few things that they do really well in their house and some that they're struggling with. So it's good to see all of that. And then from there, um, we start the process of sorting and decluttering, categorizing, which even if people say, oh, I've decluttered, I've already gone through this process, having an outside person ask you questions and prompts to help you make that decision for yourself, usually there's some things that we can continue to declutter. And then from that, it's the fun stuff. It's the finding the containers, finding the homes. You know, I I like to work with function versus just making things look pretty because I want you to be able to maintain it long term. You just said that you would love for us to maintain that system long term. So I have a question for you. What is a good successful strategy for all the paper clutter, the kids uh, homework that you do want to save? the sweet note from somebody, even the receipt that you need to save. Tell us what's the best thing for us to keep that going long-term. Well, one would be to simplify and edit these down. Ask yourself questions, you know, as far as the receipt goes, what are the chances I'm really going to need this? If it broke, would I purchase a new one? Is it worth saving a receipt for something that was just a few dollars? So you really want to be picky about the things that you keep. And you can put those in an area of your home, in a mail area that we set up, or um, a long-term filing system, which again is very simplified. And then as far as the kids' paperwork, I tend to be a pretty sentimental person. So this is something that I have the solution (laughs) for people that um, most people deal with. So again, you're editing down. I like to pick the things, pick to keep the things that represent my kids at that age. So I'm not going to keep every picture that they drew of rainbows, but at that age, my seven-year-old went through a time period where he was drawing a lot of rainbows and clouds and flowers. And it was just so cute, but I didn't keep all of those. I just kept a few of them that, you know, 20 years from now, I'm going to look back and remember that he did those. So I put those in a sentimental box. Um, I like to have the actual paper, but you can get books made of these. You can take a picture of them, but for paperwork in general, as a general rule for most people, Everyone in your house needs their own sentimental box because you'll go through your house and find your old letterman jacket that's in your closet or um, cute little papers that you've kept here and there and they end up all over the house. But if you contain those to each person's sentimental box, 
then that's nice because one day you can hand that back to your kids and they've got everything contained and it's not every paper they've ever done, the things that really represent them. Okay. Since we talk about family dinner on here a lot, I want to ask you one last question about your organizing tips that we could get a quick win for. Tell me your best way for organizing family meals, when to have them, how to keep track of leftovers, things like that. So I am a big cook. Like I love to cook. And going back to our thing about people who have always felt organized or felt zero hope, I'm a third generation bad cook. My mother, not so great, not her talent. So I, you know, even when I first had the boys, I just thought, well, this is just me. They're going to eat cereal every night. But I quickly realized it's really unhealthy and I don't want that for them. So I started cooking and you know what? I am really good these days. I mean, pat myself on the back, but that's something that I learned. So I do meal planning and I know what nights, you know, I look at our schedule and know what nights need to be pizza night or what nights need to be a chicken nugget night or something. I also try to make sure that we have nights where we have a healthy, well-balanced meal. And maybe that's only three nights a week. Maybe it's four Sometimes it's two or one, but knowing that going into the week really helps you to plan. And I try not to overbuy food. So it helps to do, you know, a click list or a grocery store pickup so that I'm not going in and just overbuying. And that way my fridge, when we're done eating that week or we've got those leftovers, it's not crowded. You know, the fridge is pretty much cleaned out at the end of every week, ready for the next amount of groceries. Thank you for that. Those are great tips. And I was cracking up when you said you're a third generation bag cook. (laughs) And I love that you have overcome that. Congratulations with that. Thank Um, you. (laughs) So Ashley, your community is in the middle of your 30 day declutter challenge right now. But for our listeners who are falling in love with you and need some help from Ashley, how can they jump into the 30-day declutter challenge still and get connected with you. So the 30-day declutter challenge will start on January 1st and go throughout the month. So you can join that group even if it's mid-month or later in the month through Facebook. There will be a link on my Facebook page, which is just The Life Less Cluttered. And then I will include a listing of all of the challenges, the daily challenges, in my February e-newsletter. So if you go on my website and um, sign up for that e-newsletter, then you'll get that in January. And you can do that at any time. You can do it as a spring declutter challenge if you wanted to. Well, I am definitely signing up for that. And maybe at time of this episode airing, I am in the middle of it and just crushing my decluttering goals. Hopefully that's what's happening. We would love to have you. You'll have fun. I know I will. I, there is nothing like decluttering, like moving to make you declutter your whole house. However, when you're rushed out of your house and you feel like you're hitting all that, you just pack everything up (laughs) and then you open the boxes and think, shoot, I should have thrown all this away, but that's okay. That's okay. I have plenty of people who call me before a move and after a move and say, help. Actually, yes. For our listeners, if they are about to move, can is this something you can totally help them with in a virtual call and from a remote location? Absolutely. I can go through ways to declutter, questions to ask yourself, different ways to look at. I even have packing tips. Um, I do quite a bit 
of unpacks for people in relocation. So I've got all the tips to help somebody before and after a move. And that can be done virtually. Yeah. Awesome. Ashley, you are wonderful. I have really enjoyed sitting here with you and talking about everything with decluttering and making us all feel normal that it doesn't have to be perfect. We just want to see improvement. I hope everyone has some wonderful ideas to end this episode with and really implement in their house and feel like they can hit some good goals for the new year and feeling good about more peace in the house. And of course, I need to ask you the question I ask every guest. What's one thing helping your family stick together right now? Board games. With winter here, we find more time inside. So we play a lot of Catan and Ticket to Ride and eat a lot of snacks. That's exactly what our family loves to do. I love it. Ticket to Ride. Do you have one person in your family that usually dominates that? Usually it's my oldest son, Henry. He's got all these strategies. And of course, my husband and I, we don't go so hard on him because it's so cute to see the kids get excited and win. We don't have the heart. They're too young to destroy in a game. (laughs) I'm laughing because my husband, it's our 10 year old that has the best strategies in that game too. And he always says, one of these days we're going to do the no mercy rule. (laughs) And we're just going at you guys. Let me know how that goes. Okay. (laughs) Um, I can tell you how it'll go. One person will throw the pieces. The other person will throw the game off the table. Someone will yell and someone will be cracking up laughing. (laughs) And one of them will be crying. At least in our house, someone will. It'll probably be me. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. You can find Ashley on Instagram and Facebook at The Life Less Cluttered and also at thelifelesscluttered.com. When you go to her Facebook page, you can also find the link to join her private Facebook group for her 30-day declutter challenge. Remember, Ashley can work locally with you right here in Kentucky, or she can meet with you virtually and help you with all your decluttering and peacekeeping needs right there. Ashley, this is so great. Thank you for helping us really feel like we truly can live a life less cluttered. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. This has been a joy to talk to you, Jennifer. I appreciate what you do for the community and all the moms out there that just need need to feel like they're not alone in all of it. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate you being an encouragement to me and for being a listener of this podcast. Thank you, Jennifer. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.